Welcome to the Muscles and Veggies Fitness Podcast. This is where you get nutrition, health, fitness, performance, all perfectly packaged together in a bite-sized podcast to help educate and motivate you to stay on your fitness journey. Today, we are answering a question from a client of mine who asked me about heart disease and cholesterol. How do I read these labs, these numbers? What does it mean? Is cholesterol really a bad thing? Uh, These are some of the things that we're going to try to answer today in this short podcast. To get us started, just a few quick stats about heart disease and cholesterol. Uh, Right now, heart disease is the number one killer in the world. Um, Number one killer in the world is heart disease. Since 2020, more people have died from heart disease than COVID. Okay, makes you think about maybe we should talk a little bit more about heart disease uh, if we really want to save our loved ones. Um, Not to downplay not talking about COVID and viral, you know, diseases and, but we should probably be talking more about heart disease and how to prevent it since it's the number one killer in the world and it's killing more people each year than even these pandemics. Now, here's another stat, roughly $300 billion each year is spent fighting heart disease. Another $137 billion is lost in productivity due to heart disease. So if I was a major corporation, a major level player, uh, I would be thinking, how do I get my employees healthier and prevent against heart disease if it really, really takes away from productivity uh, in businesses? So think about that. These are staggering stats. Uh, One of the largest misconceptions about heart disease is cholesterol. And for years, uh, the last 25, 30 years, we've been told that we should avoid egg yolks and butter and, you know, any kind of saturated fat whatsoever, even from healthy red meat. And it's because it directly clogs your arteries is what they say. Okay, so we're going to try to pick this apart and really show... Uh, what the truth is behind these statements. Uh, the, 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 really, the, the key thing that I really want to harp on today is cholesterol is not the enemy. Oftentimes, uh, we'll find one stat on a certain thing, and we'll just completely demonize that thing. Like, for instance, people just harp on cortisol. And, and I talk a lot about cortisol on my podcast. You know, But you know, without cortisol, we are screwed. We can't get out of bed. Uh, you will not have energy to go throughout your day. So we can't just like demonize a certain thing because too much of it happens to be a bad thing. I mean, think about these stats here with cholesterol. Uh, cholesterol is key to our health. Um, 50% of heart, disease, for heart attacks and heart disease and stroke had low cholesterol, under 150 um, on their markers of cholesterol on blood lab results. So total cholesterol is under 150, and still these people are keeling over of heart attack and stroke. Uh, Here's another one. Oftentimes uh, it's considered a fat, but really what it actually is is a sterol. It's a combination of a steroid and an alcohol, and we actually synthesize and make our sex hormones out of this sterol. Um, Here's another one. It's, It's crucial for us to absorb key vitamins. These are called fat-soluble vitamins, vitamins A, D, E, and K. We cannot absorb our vitamins without cholesterol. It also aids in the formation of our cells. 
Okay, I'm going to say that again. It aids in the formation of our cells. We are made up of human cells. If we can't form new cells, guess what happens to our cells? They start to die off and we die, okay? So another thing it does is it aids in repairing wounds. Uh, cholesterol, again, we talked about hormones, but it, it actually uh, plays a crucial role. It acts just like a hormone in the creation of our sex hormones, like estrogen, testosterone, progesterone, uh, DHEA. You know, these we have to have these things, and they're all made from this sterile. It aids in the creation of bile and bile salts in the liver, which we need for digestion. It synthesizes vitamin D from the sun and from food. Uh, it protects against depression. It aids in the utilization of serotonin in our brain. So, I mean, think about this. Like, literally, cholesterol is the backbone of so many different processes. How can we say, like, all or nothing, you should avoid it at all costs, and we should get the number down as low as we can get, and we should put everybody on a statin drug to get it down as low as we can get, okay? So now you can see, we got to think logically here, uh, maybe we should be looking at something else besides demonizing cholesterol if cholesterol is so important in human function, okay? So if cholesterol is not the enemy of heart disease, what is, okay? This podcast, oftentimes, what are we talking about is the root cause behind the ailments that we face. Isn't it always... And now I'm going to give you my sponsor section of the podcast. Please, before you're done listening to this podcast, hit pause and go to Google Places, type in Muscles and Veggies Fitness, and leave me a review. Tell me what you think about the podcast. Tell me what you think about my personal training, if you know me in the gym. Uh, this helps other people find my show, but also helps people find me, period, here in Northwest Arkansas. So if you would do that for me, I would greatly appreciate it. Also, I want to tell you about Thorn Supplements. Uh, Thorn is the supplement company that I use specifically for heart health. I want to talk about omega-3s. They have a really high quality EPA and DHA omega-3. Uh, you can find that by going into the show notes. Click on thorn.com slash u slash muscles. And also, you can email me. I'll send you a client invitation. You get 25% off the entire store for life. Okay, so that's my little section for today, but what is the root cause that we talk about on this podcast of most all ailments, including heart disease? It's inflammation. We talk a lot about inflammation for a reason, because it's inflammation in the circulatory system that causes heart disease. When we're talking about inflammation from stress, we're talking about inflammation from too much sugar, too much alcohol, inflammatory foods. These are the things that cause heart disease and stroke. Now, how can we protect against these things? Well, obviously we want to, you know, eliminate uh, the processed food diet, eliminate uh, or limit, you know, alcohol consumption to a reasonable degree, limit sugar consumption to a reasonable degree. Uh, and then of course, like owning your Monday through Friday, like we talk about on this podcast, eating anti-inflammatory foods. Because see, if I want to protect against inflammation, I want to eat anti-inflammatory foods. Well, what are anti-inflammatory foods? Well, things like fruits and vegetables, nuts, seed, meat, fish, fowl, uh, eliminating, you know, grains, eliminating, you know, to a reasonable degree, eliminating grains, eliminating 
um, omega-6 oils. Again, if omega-3 fatty acids are highly anti-inflammatory, their nemesis is omega-6 fatty acids, things like vegetable oil, corn oil, um, safflower oil, um, canola oil. These oils are highly inflammatory. And if you just want an inter interesting research project, type in omega-6 fatty acids and heart disease and look at all the data that comes up we should be talking more about this data with omega-6 fatty acids and inflammation in the blood with heart disease far beyond just talking about cortisol i'm sorry cholesterol <laughs> so anyways how do i read my labs that was the, that was one of the main questions from my client you know how do i interpret um you know where my heart health is at based on these labs that primarily are centered around cholesterol and these other parameters like triglycerides and hdl the you know what so-called good cholesterol things like that so i'm going to break it down really easy for you total cholesterol and ldl cholesterol i'm not really paying attention to unless you get what's called um, an apoe particle size test and that way you can see do i have the big uh, fluffy dense LDL particles, or do I have the small, uh, hard, well, yeah, small, hard particles that end up actually causing arterial plaque, and that's what clogs your arteries. So basically, if you don't get this specific test, and most doctors don't run this specific test, I could care less what your total cholesterol is. What I'm really focused on is what is your good cholesterol, your HDL, versus what is your triglycerides. Triglycerides is basically just a measure of how much sugar are you eating and that shows up in the blood as triglycerides. So we want that ratio to be about one to one. So for example, if your triglycerides are around 100, which is pretty decent, I'd like to see them at 75, 80, somewhere in there. But you also want your HDL to be around that same number, around 75, 80. Um, rarely do you see it get you know closer to 100, but the closer we can get these two numbers to be a one-to-one -one ratio, I'm really, really happy with somebody's heart health if I see a client um, with those kind of parameters. What you don't want to see is a very low HDL, like in the 30s, 40s, and then a very high triglycerides, like anything over 200 is starting to worry me. Um, that is knocking on a heart attack's door. Uh, when your triglycerides are high and your HDL is low. So that's the most important factor that I look for in lab results for cholesterol. How do I protect myself against heart disease? Well, obviously, like let's focus on decreasing inflammation, increasing quality sleep, getting regular exercise. Just think about this for a second. Exercise itself expands and contracts your arteries and veins. That's why you get a pump in the gym or that's why your heart is beating really fast doing some sort of exercise because your body's sending blood everywhere to fuel those muscles, to recover those muscles. And so you're expanding and contracting the circulatory system. That expansion keeps the arterial walls very flexible and then that actually prevents against atherosclerosis or hardening of the arteries. It's the hardening of the arteries that is caused by a lack of exercise and also sugar and alcohol. Um, that is what contributes to a heart attack because your arterial walls are just not as flexible. 
Okay, so it's more likely to get clogged or it's more likely to have a distressing event happen. Now, of course, we talked about an anti-inflammatory food, uh, but here's a key that I, want, I really want to harp on, and we talk a lot about in this podcast, is decreasing stress, okay? Decreasing stress will decrease cortisol. Decreasing cortisol in excess, remember we're not demonizing cortisol, decreasing an excess of cortisol will lower inflammation, okay? And it also improve the immune system. So this is why when you're really stressed or somebody who's like a triathlete or a marathon runner or something, they get sick often. And it's because the excess creation of cortisol, it downregulates the immune system. So people get sick more often. Well, even somebody who's not an athlete and they're just really stressed in their life, they will experience the same type of thing because this excess of cortisol lowers the immune system. So you're gonna get sick more often, you're not gonna be able to fight off viruses, pathogens, parasites, bacterias, near as well if your immune system is downregulated. And this plays a huge role in heart disease. Another interesting thing about heart disease is it's heavily linked to your dental health. You want another interesting research project? Look up heart disease and dental health and read some of the articles and literature that is behind that you could directly correlate someone's dental health in a lot of cases to how heart healthy they are and i don't want to get too far in the weeds on this because you can go really deep but it has to do with bacteria in the mouth and simply put the better our dental health is most of the time they find the better the heart health is uh, the more the exercise, the better the heart health. To extent, you can actually damage your heart by overdoing exercise as well. So again, balance is key here. So, and most the the most you know biggest lever you can pull obviously is an anti-inflammatory diet and lowering stress. These are the two biggest things. What about genetics though? Like I have this genetic disposition, heart disease runs in my family. Well, here's what I'm going to say to that. The, the thing is, heart disease runs in my family. My dad died of heart disease. His dad died of heart disease. My grandma, his mom died of heart disease. Um, heart attack is really prevalent on my dad's side of the family. So I actually have what you would call a genetic predisposition for heart attack or stroke. But here's the key, though, is I'm not worried about that because genetics loads the gun, lifestyle pulls the trigger. If I maintain a healthy lifestyle and I focus on exercise, I focus on nutrition, uh, eliminating or minimizing stress, um, you know, not overdoing alcohol, things like that, then I know I'm protecting myself against parameters of heart disease. Here's another interesting one I was talking about with my client is erectile dysfunction is a direct like red flag that your doctor should be talking to you about your circulatory health. When a man struggles with erectile dysfunction, he is knocking on the door of a heart attack. And so let's think about this why. You know, what causes an erection? Um, you know, let's keep it mature here, but the, the what causes an erection is blood flow. So if blood flow is minimized because you have blockages or constricted arteries or hardening of the arteries, things like that, then your blood flow is not gonna be very good and you're not going to perform, okay? so. That is a huge red flag when I hear about anybody with erectile dysfunction. Boy, we need to start talking about your heart health because this could be you're on the verge of a heart attack and don't know it, okay? So there's a lot of things that go into this, um, this topic and there's a lot of misconceptions 
that have been taught to us. Even the American, the AHA, the American Heart Association has even changed their stance on cholesterol. But guess what? Doctors are behind, they're behind the times, man. These guys are too busy seeing, you know, 16, 20 patients a day, every 15 minutes of an eight hour day. They can't keep up with the literature. So that leads like even when the AHA has changed their stance on cholesterol and saying, well, maybe cholesterol isn't such a bad guy. Maybe we should focus on other things. Well, it's not trickling down to our doctors. So our doctors are still heavily prescribing statins and they're, they're heavily saying avoid, you know, cholesterol in the form of foods like eggs and butter and saturated fats. But here's the key. And I want to go back to this because I think this is important to talk about. Saturated fats when it comes to food is only detrimental when combined with sugar. This is why the ketogenic diet actually has been so renowned in anti-inflammatory diet the last five to 10 years, because when you take sugar and inflammatory foods like gluten, dairy, sugar, take these foods out, people thrive on saturated fats and their inflammation, and I've tested it through what's called C-reactive protein, uh, CRP on a blood test, you can see how low your inflammation is when you're eating saturated fats without sugar, okay? And here's a good analogy that I've heard over the years and I just love it, is sugar, when you stick a sucker, you lick a sucker, you stick it to the table, right? It's like crystallized, right? That's what sugar does inside of our bloodstream. So picture these sharp crystallized edges scratching down your arterial walls and that creates inflammation that inflammation is now systemic in the body and that's what you can you can measure with c-reactive protein or crp and i heard a doctor the other day say a naturopathic doctor said if you want to get a good look at somebody's heart health you can you just don't look at you know these other numbers like triglycerides and and hdl but look at their c-reactive protein look at their inflammation because it tells the story of heart disease okay so Going back to saturated fats, things like a ribeye and butter and coconut oil and olive oil and, you know, these, I guess not really olive oil, it's more of a a mono, but these saturated fats are healthy for us and they aid in the the formation of cholesterol in a healthy form, the the big fluffy LDL particles that are good for us, right? Uh, That aid in all these functions that we talk about, formation of cells and bile salts and synthesizing vitamin D and our vitamins A, D, A, and K, or A, D, E, and K. So these things are crucial and, and should not be overlooked, but we have to remove the inflammatory foods to make them work the best. And that's removing sugar and alcohol and stress and things like that. So listen, it's 19 minutes in already. I've rambled enough about heart disease and cholesterol. If you have any questions, about this, or maybe even just like want me to look at your labs and give you my thoughts, DM me on Instagram at Muscles and Veggies or on Facebook, Muscles and Veggies Fitness. Uh, shoot me an email, Muscles and Veggies at Gmail. Uh, don't forget to check out Thorn Supplements. And then also, don't forget to leave me a review. That's all I ask on this podcast. Just leave me a review in one shape or form, whether it's on Google or whether it's the player that you're using right now. Uh, That's all I ask. No sponsored ads on this show or anything like that. But thank you for giving me 20 minutes of your day to talk about heart disease and cholesterol. And I hope this helps. Hope you learned something and that it helps you in your fitness journey. And I'll see you next time on the Muscles and Veggies Fitness Podcast.